allow me to introduce our show. We are on twos, human cartoon relations. We have been programmed to review old and strange cartoons. We're in excellent shape. We've seen millions of frames. We so desperately need a new listener. Yeah. We could like record the episode and then cut the intro back in. Okay. Well, uh, I'm Will. And I'm Adric. And, and what we what did we watch this week, Will? This week we watched Star Wars Droids. Which, you know, we both you know, we haven't we've we've tried as much as possible. This is the hardest part, was um not talking about it while discussing doing this thing, because obviously this is the first episode. But man, the one thing we said immediately was like, this was kind of good. Yeah, it's this is way better than I thought. Remarkably good. It's like for something that has kind of a reputation as just right. being trash. And I wonder how much of that is, because for those who aren't familiar, Droids is a, what did it, it ran from like the, the mid 80s for about a year, so a little bit less than a year. 1986 perfect so mm-hmm. yeah it, it ran for six months in 1986 and um it was released simultaneously with ewoks right or like somewhat simultaneously. yeah so they, they had it was called the like star wars entertainment hour or something <laughs> like that beautiful um, and um oh I think, e- ewoks, I think ewoks may droids. have tarnished its reputation yeah probably because it was way better than it had any right to be yeah um, now I will say so. So we watched the first three episodes, and I think we're going to come back next week with with the following three. Because how many are there total? Like, uh, sixteen, fourteen. Um, oh no! <laughs> we'll see if our opinion stays strong through the whole thing. I have a feeling that uh, it might not, because C three PO is a, just a truly antagonistic character. He's but... also <laughs> so weird in this, by comparison with how he is so in any of like how. He shouldn't be moving this much. Mm, mm-hmm. It it just yeah. bothered me constantly. His walk cycle is like the walk cycle that he has when it's, you know, Anthony Daniels in a costume, just <laughs> it's vaguely much... walking around covered in right. battle armor. That and and there's something endearing about that. And I think at some point we're gonna have to talk about the animation. It might as well be now because the animation is terrible. Like it's it's not good. And I, I have to imagine this thing was cranked out, you know, in very little time with many, many constraints. But yeah. it 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 does a lot of I mean it's a it's a children's show in the eighties in the animation budget, it shows it, right? This is not um it did not need the budget and it did not have it. So oh, it had looking the budget. back on it. It had the budget? What it was had, the budget? The budget was about two hundred fifty grand per episode. No way. Seriously. Did, but they where did that money who ate that money? Because like I, they reused the sound effects Anthony the animation Daniels, is terrible. But, Anthony Daniels. It all went to Anthony thing. Daniels. But like just to, to kill all of his shiny metal body. <laughs> just he's just packing it into the <laughs> into the costume. Yeah, That's why you can't walk is normal made of dollars. in the movies. <laughs> um, so, well, that's that's harrowing to learn that it also costs money to make. <laughs> right? Because 
Um, that was going to be one of the few things that maybe endeared me to it is the fact that it looked like it was made for a shoestring. But, oh, man. Well, but, so the animation isn't good. The character designs are just bizarre looking for anyone that isn't, uh, right. you know, C-3PO or R2-D2. And C-3PO even looks really weird. But the backgrounds look mm. fantastic the backgrounds are good you're right and and when i say when i said the animation is bad i literally meant just the animation yeah like yeah the the character designs you know weird as they are are quite good and you know c3po is drawn like lively and and r2 is drawn like um i would say reasonably like well R2-D2. and the characters <laughs> maintain consistency right like this was a professional production there's no there's no doubt about that um, it's really just like the fact that every object that needs to move other than C-3PO and R2 just like is... get basically two frames to move. Well, and even C-3PO at some points is just like, he, he's just got some really weird, there were some decisions made, especially yeah. about his eyes. And you alluded to this, oh, right, because his eyes are just these like dead circles. But you right. alluded to this earlier in that he moves weird. And I think it's completely just that, you know, they used standard principles of animation of just like squash and stretch. And like, you know, they use this with both R2 and with C3PO, where um, if you're not familiar, like literally being able to manipulate these images as though they were stretchy um, mm-hmm. in order to sell the movement. But on C3PO, it looks terrible. It is oh, yeah. so haunting. And R2 is a little upsetting. bit better. But like these are rigid objects, and I really expected them to act like rigid objects in a way that they do not. Um, but I do you know who the animation company was? I should have done a little bit more research. But... Oh, I did. I did the research, baby. Oh, Don't you worry. I knew I could count on you. Uh, so the animation studio was Nelvana. Um, they're a Canadian animation studio. Uh, like their biggest stuff was uh, or their biggest things were uh, Beetlejuice. They did the the like sure. old Beetlejuice cartoon. Uh, Which might be on our watch list at some point. Yeah, I, I put it on the list. Um, they did the first season of Inspector Gadget. And then that makes a lot of sense yeah i've I've watched a good amount of inspector gadget in my day and that there's a very similar feeling to the animation style and like the colors too oh yeah um okay so this is this is like a real studio didn't have the budget and that's why they ain't got those nice backgrounds yeah they ain't got the nice backgrounds i do i do think it's got feel though inspector gadget has feel like it makes sense dude i'm on their wikipedia page they made the donkey kong country cartoon no way uh i uh, i put that one on the list a while ago because of course I that's there saw it forever ago <laughs> so look forward to that people yes um but anyway so enough good. about this honky-tonk studio that's going to be the backbone of our careers right um <laughs> <laughs> this is so welcome so, to nirvana cast right this is which would honestly not that not be that bad of a name we're recording this before having decided on a name so that that's kind of cute and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the story a little bit. So to to recap, um, it follows our our good good boys R two D two and C three P O as they have. Uh, do you, so where exactly in the timeline does this take place? Because they, they crash landing on a desert, and it looks as though it's the Tatooine. 
it's between episode three and episode four. Yeah. So, which, so obviously uh, the biggest gap in, in the Star Wars. Yeah. Zone. Well, and of course, with, you know, everything having been redone and they relitigated the whole, like, it it makes absolutely no sense anymore. Right. But they did try to, to fit it somewhat into the canon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, they've they've landed on on some some desert turf and immediately run into much like in episode four uh, a pack of additional droids this time they are not accompanied by a jawa um and they get up to to some minor antics and and they get basically adopted by um what i can basically describe as well they they become a polyamory couple but i'm guessing yeah just start as as two gay dudes living their best life and they're just so sweet like i, I love these boys they're um they're really confused like the one guy looks kind of like john candy with a mohawk and then <laughs> the other everyone has fucking mohawks in this show that's the first yeah. thing to understand literally everybody the villains the, you hang in the with good droids guys, everybody you get a mohawk and um and so they they bring him under their wing and they they fix they, well, they fix steal them well they like sure. just find them in the in the middle of the desert and they're like guess I... what you're coming with us this one's useful you can show <laughs> you can just come too i feel like well there there is some weirdness um in in 2021 with the uh like extreme overuse of the word master that c3po throws out and, oh yeah uh, and like the endearment that, that that's portrayed with and that's, he snaps it off like vibes. immediately it's like the Instantly. second sentence that he says to this guy <laughs> <laughs> right so that's that's bad vibes but um the the actual boys themselves i wouldn't go so far as to say that they are stealing i feel like everything in this world is just sort of flotsam I including guess, them rummaging right right this is like you know yard sailing for these guys yeah so and... anyway they want to go to uh the big speeder race which is weirdly enough it, they mention it it's the bunta speeder race which in the canon does does have some prevalence like That's... this this is a real thing well the the pod race in episode one is the bunta eve classic right so, so they've like... instantly shown how just how far in advance like george lucas is planning this this had to have been some notes of like real locations that are going to yeah. exist in yeah. episode one because this was this was released in between episode six being released and episode one being released that long gap right uh i'm not sure when episode six was yeah because what what was the f episode four was that 77 uh i want to say earlier in the 70s uh yeah. let's get movies timeline anyway the the point being that, that this um this exists in the reality of of star wars in a way that you cannot extricate yourself from while watching this oh yeah um and... so 77 then 80 then 83 nice so this is not insubstantially after the the sixth movie came out. Yeah, this is three years after. So, um, oh yeah, that was something else I was going to mention is that this uh, Nelvana was also the company that did that 
short cartoon in the middle of the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's legitimately like one of the better parts of the holiday special. Oh, I I thought you meant like the, the holiday special as a whole, but you're talking about the interlude. Oh, no. Uh, that I no, not they seen. didn't. They just did the like 10 minute introduce. Uh, it introduced um, Boba Fett when all that they had from that character was a toy. Because <laughs> priorities. Right. Um, yeah. Do you ever think about how clones are just 100% a toy selling mechanism? Like, you, think about it. Droids and clones are two things that you literally cannot get enough of as a child. And stormtroopers. Like, damn, that's effective. I, I wasn't that big on the clones. Really? Well, I feel like the clones were in our time. Like, the clones were the half generation or whatever. Certainly Later. after me. Like, maybe a full generation after you, yeah. Like, the, ki- of, the kids that were watching uh, the Clone Wars cartoon? Right, exactly. Which... I don't I don't know that that fits our criteria, but just very quickly saying that that is some hype shit, and you should maybe consider watching it if you haven't. Oh, I, I've watched to, the to whole our audience. Shebang. I know you. I know you have. Oh, to our right. audience. <laughs> <laughs> I know you appreciate quality. <laughs> um, That's the thing, though. It's like I I think it's too well known. Right, right. That it's good. To, and to like, it's... <laughs> I'm fine with like reviewing things that are good. We reviewed this. That's true, and this is good. It's um, we should, we should slap and open and theme and everything. Oh God, the theme is so good. No weapon in my hand. It's just this brain designed by man. Got me troubled again. For those who aren't aware, all of these are uploaded to YouTube, thank goodness, because we initially were like, where are we going to find this nonsense? Yeah, I I was wondering if it was going to be a Disney Plus thing, or if, like, they would have just tried to bury it, but you can't bury things. (laughs) You can't bury things, and and Mr. Walt knows that more than anyone. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) I did mention to you that I would tell you who made the opening theme. Please. Uh, Stuart Copeland, the drummer kn- from The Police. No. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like like you listen to this opening theme and it's like the least surprising thing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. I did not know in the beginning, but yeah. Look look forward to that, people. That's well, a special I, thing. Yeah, I, I looked at his career and he's kind of one of those guys like Danny Elfman where it's just like, yeah. I didn't know that this person just made everything ever. I mean, at some point, like the the police was a relatively short lived band, right? Yeah. And so what do you what are you gonna do? You got you got all all the the livings of a rock star. Yeah. But none of the sustainability. You're gonna go make the make the droid song and then make the droid song. Do all of this uh, soundtracks for every Spyro game ever. <laughs> you know pretty good yeah yeah as is this um (laughs) so they 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 introduced to go back to the story a little bit they introduced these two boys um they want to win some race i don't really i don't really care about any of this um they introduced the the main concept right away which is like 
that there is basically um, a couple of rival gangs that are vying for control here. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember the name of the 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 kid? Because there's there's Flick Tig. and there's Tig Tig. Yeah. So so Tig is the um, the rich kid. He's a wiener. Yeah, just like, just real. Are you excited for his redemption arc? Because they're totally going to give that guy a redemption arc. I honestly, I didn't look up the character. I kind of want to see if he just showed up in other shit. <laughs> like I don't know, did he just like show up in Rebels? That would be wild. That would be totally wild. Um, and so he, it's like this guy and like a butler analog named Flick, and his dad is the crime boss. I don't remember his name either. It also starts with an F. I think it was Sai. Oh, sigh. Uh, that's that's like a classic crime boss name. Yeah. Um, and the the kid is trying to um, they have like a secret base built somewhere, and ostensibly what happens is that the boys find out that it exists. Well, um, it, it's a Star Wars, so obviously what he's doing is making a big boom boom gun. Right, because that's big boom boom gun. Yeah, that's all that Star Wars is ever. Is bad guy make big boom big boom boom gun? I'm gonna stop him. Right, and these guys don't even seem particularly interested in stopping him. To be clear, like no, they, they just w- they want to win race. this race. Yeah, right. These are just you know they're trying to to keep their heads down, avoid trouble. And I. A recurring motif for these first three episodes is uh, Tig just like truly screwing things up by over-involving people who don't need to be involved by like trying too hard to impress his dad. It's like really well, it's, and he's it's got pills all this time. He's got a hard on for using droids for some reason, which everybody in this show does. Well, he in particular is like, I don't trust, I don't trust humans. Uh, yeah, that's more of where or the voice human is analogs. at. Yeah, because they the the human is is underling sort of look like frog people. I liked their design a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I also liked how they just had, you know, dumb mob guy voice for every single one of them. <laughs> just... I mean, what are you gonna do? Hire two voice actors? We already spent all <laughs> our budget on C three PO. No, and um, and the droids are helpful too because they barely need to talk. Oh, um, extremely. I'm... Yeah, I I am kind of wondering how much of the the initial plan for the show was just to run with the droids concept because it only really required two characters from the main the main canon. I mean, like, it was probably just easy to get Anthony Daniels, and then right. Oh, that was one of my favorite things is uh in the in the goofs section or in the trivia section on IMDb. Uh. They got Anthony Daniels to do the voice of C-3PO, but they didn't credit Kenny Baker as R2-D2. They credited R2-D2. Well, right. Because, like, <laughs> they they didn't need a dude in a little trash can, like, <laughs> making the beep and boop noises. Which is honestly just cruel. Like, credit the man. Yeah. He's a visionary. Um, <laughs> he didn't do any work. But go ahead and credit him. Right. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know which would be better. So um So they steal uh Tig decides that he's got I I don't really I wasn't clear on what his impetus was 
for kidnapping the the guy Jord. Um the the impetus as I understood it was that it was to try to get leverage on the other guy. And so they didn't he didn't Tig didn't know who was going to be so um they introduce uh, another character K um at some point in here who is a yeah. uh, a rebel spy and who, she is yeah. go ahead she has the most baffling hair it's like a <laughs> in mullet. a world of baffling hair yeah oh yeah like she's the fucking yugi moto of this universe she's got like a mullet that's brown and then she has a blonde like hair ass yeah on the top of her head yeah it's amazing like don't think rogue think more like (laughs) like a tonsure from a uh from a a medieval monk but made of hair but made of hair no everybody's all the all the humans in this are just like alt punk cool as hell i love them all yeah. um they do that like classic reveal when they introduce k of um she like shoots a droid or something and then pulls down she just, like has her whole face covered and pulls down to reveal the fact that she's a woman mm-hmm. and that is like such a staple of of 80s media that i i want to know who started it i want to know who's the first person that's like who was Damn. the first one that was like oh surprise it's a woman yeah because the 80s ran rampant with it and this was just another another instance We're but gonna, anyway like i guess i'll guess samus but i don't I'm know i'm guessing samus i think i think samus was the was the heel turn that like really kicked it off i think you're right um so she's with them at that point and, and with with the other guy the not jord guy and right but i don't think tig knows who's there and who's not oh but they're no because they're following other guy in k around and they send a droid right. to go kidnap uh jord and i think they send uh, it to just like kidnap people at a random at random yeah just like go just, over there take one of them people and uh so they they are now way more involved than they would have been otherwise and need to go get jord back and um yeah this so is about the point where the story became a drag for me really because this is the point where uh where thal reveals that he has a lightsaber for some reason i forgot about that completely (laughs) they just wanted to sneak a lightsaber in there like yo i got one of these (laughs) yeah you can get one uh, of walmart kids god that's right there's a, a, a moment that like gave me a weird amount of anxiety when he um cuts through jord's uh, they rescue jord using the lightsaber and they like cut through jord's cuffs oh, yeah. with the lightsaber to cut off and the... just like you're so close to just yeah you know dicing up your friend you have no because think about it that's a it has no weight to it it has barely any resistance as it moves through space how do you it's like you know holding a flashlight and having death come out the other side you're so quick to cut cut your buddy in two like he's he's an 80s dork he's probably just like dicking around with that thing all the time when he's not you know i don't know that's racing true. a car around that's true um and 
And that's when we find out about the, the like super weapon. So they have this thing. It's called the, what is it? The Trigon. Yeah, the Trigon. Yeah, Trigon. And, and that's the big gun, the big boom, boom. And we don't even like ever see it be anything more than a drawing though. Through uh, its entire I thought, history. I thought it was in episode three. Wasn't it at the end? Um, no, because they. So I mean, we can we can shortcut a lot of this story. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> none of it fucking matters. <laughs> none of this matters. Aside at all. from when Go we ahead. meet uh, Kea's dad, who is Mom? just a GI Joe. Who's well? Oh, I. I gotta be frank with you. I do not remember her dad at all. I remember her mom. Her dad doesn't have any speaking lines, but he looks exactly like a G.I. Joe character. They may have straight cops. Do we know that they didn't do the G.I. Joe animated series? We don't know that. <laughs> so they get into some hijinks. Um, Tig fucks up a bunch. And mm-hmm. are we swearing? I may have to go bleep that out. Um, Tig, uh, Tig messes up a bunch and... Um, disappoints his dad in, in myriad ways and continues to try to to capture and at several points his dad threatens to to kill or disown him but can't quite do it in a way that i find really really sad for both of them yeah um, his, his dad seems very him. like really just bad dad vibes yeah he reminds me of the dad in john wick where he's like aware of his the fact that his kid's a shit but is like also aware of the fact that he's the that his kid is like the only tie that he has to reality anymore. <laughs> and so can never quite, they can never quite be separated from each other. So he just takes out all his anger directly on the kid. Yep. I think that's, in, that's my profile. In this case, it's more justified because his kid really fucking sucks at everything. <laughs> truly, truly <laughs> terrible. awful at every, he mentions like Tig tried to break him out of jail at some point and broke out the wrong person. Because yeah, he they sent droids. <laughs> he just keeps sending droids and they keep yeah. fucking up on his behalf. Like He just um, sits in this chair and sends droids out to do whatever the hell he wants. Sai also drops the line that he's 900 years old, which is oh, just yeah. horrifying to me. Like That is a nightmare existence. And this guy has been building this empire for nearly a thousand years. And by the end of the show, it is, as you'll learn, is all destroyed. It's all gone. He's, right. He's his son has ruined everything by way of droid. That's so, okay. I'm sure he'll get bailed out. It's fine. Totally. Totally. So so what else happens? They K is revealed to be a rebel spy. Um they go and they they are now trying to shut down this super weapon mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't remember why. Uh they um, get their their big tagline, freedom is everybody's fight. Freedom is everybody's fight. Freedom's C-3PO everybody's says it fight. like 200 times. Says I, it so much. I also briefly forgot that this was a show that included our our two friends, R2-D2 and C-3PO, because I'm so obsessed right? with these other characters. Well, they also just don't do much. Yeah, and everything they do, they do by accident. And yeah. That's that's something that's carried forward from the, the show, it's, or the movies themselves. But like R2 is like semi-competent and is aware of what's happening. And I don't think C-3PO makes a single decision on purpose. Yeah. C-3PO just seems to bungle his way around that literally every cold open that we saw for this show was the same thing, which is just C-3PO bumbling around. Yeah. And it's got this like 
farty carnival music in the background <laughs> for the whole thing. That's the only thing that terrifies me about the show is that I have to keep watching C-3PO do his thing. I mean, we don't have to keep watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> I I put up a list of shows. It's like, I, I just well, maybe off we'll make her memory, I've got like 70 shows on there. Okay, well then we we definitely do need to move on then. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, they they mess around for a bit. There's this there's this like uh little thing that happens where they climb into these metal coffin shaped things um and you briefly think one of them gets crushed and I what did I I write I wrote down the line cuz I really liked it. Um tell him Flick says it's okay. <laughs> I just I just love that. You yeah. don't need any more context than that. Um, I, I had a line that I wrote down like this was my favorite joke from one of the previous episodes when uh, they steal Jord and uh, Jord says to Glicks, nice suit and Glicks shoves him and says sit down he says nice seat <laughs> like, oh this is, this is good it's gold <laughs> um uh what was another one? Oh, um, the thermal detonator. Why do they keep changing the thermal detonator design? So in this one, it's like a little stick thing. Yeah. Thermal detonators have been different things in like every single Star Wars property. Aren't they like weird round Coke bottles now? Oh, God. Because I, I thought that. that that was the presentation that they had for uh, Coca-Cola in the Star Wars section of Disney World now. That's funny. Um, all uh, the one I remember is in episode five or whatever. Uh, the one that Leia is holding while she's in disguise is like clearly just a grenade, like it's an orb. Yeah. Um, maybe they're just from different companies. That's possible. Like you know, pipe bombs yeah, they... are still kind of bombs. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Thermal um, detonator really just means thing that explodes, right? I love that they so they set up some time pressure by like having the thermal detonator like partially get triggered by shaking it, which is horrible <laughs> bomb design. Um, but it activates to go off in ten minutes. Oh like, yeah, and then like thirty <laughs> seconds later, they're like, "It's going off in five minutes." <laughs> like you guys wrote ten minutes, you didn't need to. You right? wrote all of this. Why would you? Why would you pick those two numbers as the two numbers <laughs> that you tell the audience where time matters? Because like so often in shows, it'll be like we have thirty seconds, and then they'll play out that actual thirty seconds, right? As as though time is moving briefly in tune with things, but don't give us a time value and then immediately throw it away. Yeah, it reminds me of um, God, what was it? Uh, the last Batman Chris Nolan movie, oh, where yeah. he like sticks, he ties the bomb to his jet. And then is like flying it out of the city. And I did the math like just sitting in the theater because they mention how far it is and how much time they have. And they, they he'd have to be flying a helicopter at like 400 miles an hour. Just, <laughs> right. Just like, it's like you guys picked these things. You didn't just have like to do the math. These things. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, they, they did that again and this is fine yeah whatever um they get on and their whole plan so at this point they have um basically hacked in some way or whatever 
they've taken this this big super gun which like everything else is a ship um and they're they're planning mm-hmm. on crashing it back into the 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 bad guy base their whole plan is contingent on them like escaping you know hundreds of soldiers and and droids and like getting out of the base and commandeering a ship and flying out and they barely make it like they've they've assigned this thing on a crash course with this base you know in theory being comfortable with killing hundreds of people who are who are you know just working on it you know the the janitors the uh the the cafeteria workers well yeah but we don't think about that because it's star wars i can't like death star man well yeah wow but like also you know finn just mowing down his co-workers you know (laughs) (laughs) right you know i i I guess we just can't think about these things Uh, right otherwise star wars just falls apart Right. right, everyone gets to be force ghosts. It's fine. It's fine, except when it's not. Right. Um, <laughs> and so their whole plan is contingent on crashing this ship into this base with enough time for them to leave. And like they barely make it. Like it is by the skin of their right? teeth that they do so. Um, and uh, the show ends with uh, Sai, uh, basically telling his son once again that he's going to kill him if he finds him. And and, then, th- and this is after like him saying I'm proud of you like a few s- minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. Like man, emotional roller coaster they're putting this character on. Truly, but he is insufferable. So yeah, can't feel too bad. Also, Sai um, had that weird. Initially, I thought it was an animation error, but like his jowls turn oh, red his, when he's angry. His yeah. yeah I, I loved that detail actually that was nice um the one other thing that i noticed that i haven't seen in any other star wars is that there were droids in cockpits sort of flying the the things that made tie fighter sound effects oh yeah it wasn't like you know in standard star wars you've got a droid like in the back of a of a thing and it's or they're just like, like built into it right but this is like a normal ass cockpit and at some point they probably replaced people flying these things with droids because they blow them up and somebody was like ah, you can't do that so directly yeah i mean that was a lot of 80s stuff it was like not that honestly i'm just surprised that they didn't put guys in there and have them have space parachutes right so uh what did you what did you think give me a rating at the end of the day um what what are we going out of here like five ten i'm gonna give it um, I think I, the the rating system that I've um, have have like held dearest in my heart is that of on cinema at the cinema. So I'm gonna give this uh, six R two D twos and one well animated C three PO. Um. All right. I, I guess final thoughts. I, I genuinely did like the backgrounds on the show. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was really cool. Honestly, like the whole vibe of it kind of reminded me of a uh, of Fantastic Planet. Oh yeah, like just yeah. vaguely. Uh, but then the storyline was really bad, and the uh, the the characters were just ultimately very forgettable. Um, I disagree on the characters. I thought the characters, the, everything but their names really stuck with me. And I didn't care what they were doing. I was along for the ride with the characters. 
I I I like Tig as a villain, but that's just because I kind of like impudent Wiener as a villain. <laughs> um. So yeah. and at the end of the day, um, when I finish with these three videos then youtube started auto playing peppa pig so that oh my God, definitely the same thing happened again. to me fucking really yes yes Jesus. i i forgot to talk about that wasn't that painful our our youtube recommendations are just going to be ruined i'm gonna have to start opening these in incognito windows and and watching the ads because right? i can't allow this i had i had a roommate like a long time ago it was a friend who uh was going through a divorce and he had to like you know, hang out somewhere with his kids for a while. Um, but his kids destroyed my YouTube recommendations <laughs> for like a year to God. come. And they were only there for like two weeks, but they were it's watching all how of, quickly. Yeah. They were watching all of those like Elsa and Spider-Man frozen videos. <laughs> stuff. No, that nightmare. Yeah. Oh, and this man. was like long before I was even aware of what that was. Ugh. um but so anyway, anyway anyway it brought that's, that's back those happen. terrible memories so yeah, uh we're ruined yeah we'll go with uh uh six r2d2s and um one gi joe looking dad amazing well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it has been whatever this show is going to be called. I'm yeah, we'll, we'll name it at some point. On top of this. and um, Naming yeah. shows is hard because you have to look up everything else. I, I was looking up all these like animation terms. I think On Twos is like one of the only ones that doesn't have a podcast. Oh, On Twos is really good. Yeah, because I looked up Inbetweeners, which is a TV show, apparently. Sure. I've heard, I think I've heard of that. Um, we might be called on twos. We might be called something else by this. Who point. knows? But uh, let us know if there's any shows that you want us to to talk about to review. Um, otherwise, we're going to work through Will's hell list and uh, oh my, destroy our YouTube recommendations. Just this absolute so. nightmare list. <laughs> Next, we'll do like fucking fish police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we want to announce what we're doing next so that folks can watch along do, with us? Do you have the uh, Do you have the list? Pull it up. Right, you You go ahead. I don't, I don't want to try to find it right now. Um, well, I've got 72 shows on here. Um, so, I'm going to generate a random number between 1 and 72. There you go. All right. Our number is 18. 18. Oh, well, this one's kind of a classic. Asterisk and obelisk. Oh, excellent. That's that's a good one. That's Let's like that. actually a good show. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're going to have two good ones in a week. Um, <laughs> the animation gods have smiled upon us. Yeah. So next time we're going to hang out with some... It, it's another group of two guys. This might become a theme. Yeah. I, I think it might undercut or like cut out too many too many shows that I want to watch. <laughs> too too many shows are just like here's a guy and another guy yeah and one of them is barely voice acted mm-hmm. yeah thanks so much for listening y'all and big thanks to the composer of our theme miles morkery and to bernadette meeker the artist for our thumbnail we're on twos pod on twitter.com our website is on twos.club you're the best good night good night
night. Good 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 night.